All right, welcome back. Um, I think we're just going to get right into it. I guess properly welcome back to the Zoned Out podcast with myself, Colin, and across the interwaves of the internet is uh, Blake. What's up, dude? Happy to be back. Happy birthday to you. On... Hell yeah. <laughs> How do you feel? Old as shit? Yeah, I feel washed <laughs> up as fuck, dude. I went out on a Friday night and I had like five beers and felt like a piece of shit. I mean, not literally. It was a little bit much, a little bit more than that. But regardless, um, well, I think we're gonna. Yeah, exactly. And I think that we're kind of a little bit sticking close to what we were talking about last week, but we're kind of zoning it, no pun intended, zoning in a little bit more into kind of more detailed things that are going on. And I think we want to, I think both of us are in agreement that we're going to want to talk more about matchups moving forward in the playoffs with certain teams and how they're going to seed and how they're going to play together or against each other. And then um, we'll get into this later, but... As of, I want to say, maybe two, maybe three hours ago, uh, Woj tweeted out that early indications is that Cat is doing fine. The whole I heard it pop thing was... God. <laughs> I Oh, man. I thought my life flashed before my eyes when I saw that. And, of course, it was eight seconds left in the game, too. And that was the worst part of all of it. So, thankfully... That's good. He's listed as questionable for our uh, next game, which I believe is – I don't think it's tonight. I think it's tomorrow. Either way. Um, but, yeah, thank God because the worst part of all of that is I don't want to see any any young player, regardless of who it is, I don't want to see their – I don't want to see an injury like that stunt their potential and their growth. So, thank God for that. And, yeah, so I think let's get right into it. Um, let's talk about odds for the playoffs and the championship you brought this up and I think there's not many really surprises in terms of odds wise maybe my I'm not surprised that the Nuggets are much further down the line than their record would indicate but I think that talks or speaks volumes to what we were talking about last week where there's not really much experience on that team and I think that it's really I think it's actually really dope to see this many Eastern Conference teams above them. And I'm excited to hear uh, what your take is on that. Or less, yes. more or less, like maybe just the odds of the top tier teams. Yep. I'm excited to talk the championship odds and just the future odds in general. Um, I did want to bring up, though, your uh, intro song. If you want to shout that out. Do you yeah. know what your intro song was? Yes. The well last week was I believe it was busy earning the jungle and this yeah, busy week. Earning. This week we're gonna go with Unbelievable by Biggie, which Biggie, you yeah. just out of the blue just sent me <laughs> and I it's fantastic because I don't remember the last time I've listened to that. So big shout out. So I think we're to gonna you. we're gonna try to make that a part of this uh podcast that each week we just try to like, you know, shout out a, a sweet song in our intro. So Yeah, for sure. And I think we were both talking about this where 
it could be something like we just start talking and we just throw it in later, or we could throw it in the beginning. We're gonna we're gonna mix it up. We're gonna make it a little different every now and then. It's you know it's uh, a work in progress, but we're we're figuring it out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into uh, two problems with copyright. <laughs> Yeah, I said we we'll, could just call it Biggie and get <laughs> and give his permission. Yeah, we'll we'll give him a phone call. It might be a long distance phone call, so it might cost a little bit more. But you know, fuck it, why not? Let's just go for it, anyways. That's um, if we do run in with problems with that, we could probably get uh, some beats from my brother or something, or maybe oh, you could shout yeah. out. Maybe you could shout out Hippocampus or something and see if they'll hell let us use their yes. music. Hell yeah! <laughs> Since I know you know you know a couple of those guys. So. Yeah, and if not, I think I I honestly think you can use mixtapes because that's like copyright free music because it's free downloads. So at that point, we'll just be back in junior high and listen to Cushion OJ and just toss on some <laughs> bangers of songs. We could find some good songs for mixtapes though. <laughs> Easily. All right, man, hopping in. Um, We'll tweet this out. There's a, a nice graphic that I, I sent you um, of just the, the basically the championship odds. And it is like a, a Vegas sports book insider thing. Um, and so for those of those of you who are like, oh, you know, I don't gamble like this doesn't mean anything to me. Um, it, it is kind of useful stuff because it's more of more of just like a, a a general how the public how like really smart insider basketball people think like winning a championship and stuff so like vegas yeah the odds you know you might be like i don't bet i'm not trying to win money on sports and stuff but it is kind of interesting because it gives you an indication as like you know what really smart people think who's gonna win the championship yeah so kicking it off right now but oh sorry go ahead no i was gonna say vegas definitely knows like i i've had what you were saying where i don't really bet and this and that and the third and over, I think even the Super Bowl, that money line, the certain like parlays that were going on with that, and then even like specific um, like college basketball games recently that I did not see in any way happening, they're not far off like at all. It's like single digits to like two, if. So I mean, they are spot on a lot of the times. It's because they have to be. You know, they'll oh, of course. they'll they're lose a lose with, ton of money if they're playing if with they so don't. much money in the line. Yeah. yeah, they have to be. And they have so many like little insider people. Like uh, for, on Super Bowl Sunday, did I tell you? I uh, me and Cam Geyer made each on the um, what was it? The national anthem length. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> because we saw some tweet and the guy was like. Uh, a video recorder um, who was in on the rehearsal of that lady's uh, rehearsal. And he's like, it was over one minute, 59 seconds. Like you heard it here first. And we're like, fuck it. So we, <laughs> we each put $50 down on that and ended up making like 90 bucks each. So that was my sweet. God. But uh, warriors one to two. Uh, no surprise. Uh, right now. So basically what that means in terms of betting is to make a dollar, you'd have to spend two dollars on the Warriors. So yeah, one or two odds. What do you think, man? Is that fair? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not really shocked in any way, even though it's. It generally feels like they're not even at full power, or full strength. Essentially, I don't. I think it might just because it feels that Draymond is more than ever not involved in any way. Like I don't think I've ever really heard anyone talk about him in a long time in, the, in any positive manner. And it's not like I'm not really relying on him to score anything. He's the glue guy that makes everyone click or tick, I guess. And I'm not – it's it's odd. It feels like 
this is a year where a part of me, for whatever reason, is starting to really think that it's they're not going to win. I don't I don't really know if I'm on like the the minority here or what it may be, but it's just something just doesn't feel the same. And plus, too, I think it could be the whole KD thing. Like you, I'm sure you saw the video of when I think they were playing the Hawks or someone. Everyone's running in the tunnel, this and that. They're all, you know, as a team, this, that, and the third. And then all they all run out to the court. And then in the background, there's KD just doing stretches by himself in the back corner with his hood on, not involved in the team in any way. So it, it a part of me is kind of like starting to think it's like he's got one foot out kind of thing, similar to Kyrie. And yeah. it's just something just doesn't feel the same. Like not even uh, close to what that team it, was last year. Um, what was that? Is Boogie the problem? Um, I don't know. I was thinking about that too, but I don't think he is because they all – it seemed pretty clear that they all were good friends and there's no hurdles with the chemistry. I think it's that KD is – I think that this is – I know, this is probably taking a nugget from someone I heard it from a while back, but remember when KD and Draymond had that huge fight and yep. – that I feel like that was the moment. Like that was when everything changed for that team. I feel that. Who was that? Like it was beginning of this year. It was the beginning yeah. of this year, and it was when I don't remember. What it was I think KD was screaming. Yeah, it was KD was screaming at Draymond to give him the ball because he wanted him to. He's wanted to shoot, and then Draymond just chucked it up. So then KD starts freaking out, and then Draymond's just like, "I don't give a shit what you have to say. We all know that you're gone next year, and." we don't like, we just don't fuck with you at all. That's basically what I thought it was. And ever since then, it just generally feels like that's the case. Cause I remember saying all, remember all, last year where there was all those pictures and videos of Steph and KD, like best friends forever. They're all looking super happy. This set in the third, they're going to win the title again this year or that last year, I guess. And it just, it seemed like a happy family. And then I think it's, I th- personally think it's because KD is, is very obviously leaving. I think everyone knows that Boogie there this year is more or less like a rehab season for him to prove his worth and go somewhere else next year and get that money he deserves. And Maybe get a ring in the, the process. Yeah, of course. So, <laughs> which, you know, is, you know, that's pretty fucking dumb, in my opinion, but, you know, teach his own, I guess. But, yeah, I just, there's something that, just doesn't feel right with them. I don't know if you agree or disagree, but that's just kind of my take. I agree. I think that this Warriors team doesn't see him as dominant as they have, you know, the 73 win Warriors team and then the past couple championship teams, but I still have a feeling they're going to win it. Had to, you know, if I had a hundred dollars only and had to spend it on someone, I, I would put a lot on them probably still, even though you'd have to spend a lot more money to make more money. But I, you know, I don't know who's going to dethrone them. I think so. Right now, the Bucks are my Bucks. They are second in odds. They're eight to one. So I mean, you make you put a dollar down and they win it. You make eight dollars per per dollar you put down. So yeah. still, still not very good odds. But if you think about the them being now the second favorite at the champions i don't you know as much as i love my bucks team i don't know if they're ready to win a championship rock aren't as good as they were last year and they you know they came up short against the warriors and then 
Raptors rounding out like the the next few is um, Raptors are twelve to one. Rockets are fifteen to one. OKC is twenty five to one. I feel Sixers, like that's the dark horse. Yeah, it has to be. I I don't know if it's the fact that they're t- it's like it's for one it's weird to me that who would have thought that Russ would be the second best player on his team, and two, I just they've like they're a scary team to play. I, it's kind of weird saying that because the Wolves are three and zero against them this year, but I just it just feels weird because they're playing so good, so good. And the odd thing to me is that I'm surprised that Houston is ahead of them. I would have expected yeah. it to be the other way around. But I, I, does that speak to James Harden's MVP case? Yeah, probably, because they're, they're playing out of their minds for what you know for obvious reasons. But um, yeah, OKC is a team that if I was gonna like if he had this on like a spreadsheet, I'd be highlighting them to be putting money down on them easily. Uh, yeah. OKC is twenty-five to one. Sixers twenty-five to one. Then the Celts, Celtics are thirty to one, and so are the Nuggets thirty to one. So Damn. they're kind of sleeping on a couple of those teams. But who who do you think of? Let's start with the Western Conference. Maybe who do you think matches up? Who has the best shot to beat the Warriors in terms of you know personnel, coaching? Let's put some of those things into context here. And you know, I, I know you're talking about OKC. Yeah, uh, you okay, know, see Denver, it's Houston. Odd. Um, I like I said last week, I Denver, I think can get bounced out in the first or second round. I'm not looking at Denver seriously. I think it, Denver is what I think. I'm not. I'm not. You know, shitting on your bucks here or anything, but I feel like it's the same situation where they have a great core and they have a very, very, very bright future. They're just not ready. That's what I think of yep. the Nuggets. And in terms of who's going to dethrone the Warriors, it's still only two teams. It's only the Rockets and OKC for me. I think that that Houston matches up perfectly with that team because everyone's back essentially, except for okay, you don't have Ariza, you don't have Anderson, but uh, they're they're wing, still they're playing great. Guys, but they're still playing great. And I'm just intrigued as to one who gets there in turn because I I'll, we'll have to look at standings and what the playoff outlook would be. But man, I would love to have OKC against Golden State if that was a thing. Because I don't know. I think it depends on what the route's going to be for either team. But I'm uh, I'm excited, man. I think that the Western Conference is going to be extremely competitive. And like top to bottom, like I could see the Spurs taking games off of Golden State in the first round just to tire them out. Like I, that could be yep. a thing. So <laughs> uh, right now, the Denver, the Nuggets would play LA in the first round, and that's a team who could <laughs> easily beat the Nuggets first round because the Clippers, I think for so too. they're just just absolute hustle monsters and want to play scrappy ass defense on you and then score. By going at the rim. Simple as that. Um, so, and then the Warriors would play, you know, AT. We don't know who that's going to be, at, whether it's San Antonio, Kings, Wolves, someone like that. Who knows? Even though Wolves are seven games out, I think Kings are only like five. But it's close, man. It's, I don't know. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. At this point, moving forward, the Wolves, 
if cat's list is questionable and we're sitting at where we're sitting right now, a part of me is really just saying, just, just rest him, dude. There's no point. Cause if something like this happens where MRI comes back, you know, it's good. He's fine. Nothing's wrong. He's just listed as questionable. What happens if it's something like the most minor thing happens, knock on wood, as I'm doing right now, I just, there's no point. Like the thing with Rocco too, it's like, I don't think that there's a, a rush to bring him back. If he's going to injure himself even longer, he's out for five months then or some shit. There's no point. I think if we were where the Kings are, maybe, maybe, I don't know, but it's tough. He's going to play the Warriors in the first round, likely anyway. Yeah. So, you know. Is it worth it? (laughs) Yes, is it worth it? So then whoever, you know, Gold State plays, um, if they win, which they will, they will play the winner of right now would be OKC in Portland. So we would get to see our OKC OKC Portland, I want to see that more than ever now after that game they had the other night. No question I want to see that first round because I didn't. I did not realize until now. OKC, like Russ and Dame are – I don't know if they're like they hate each other or they're that competitive, but – Russ said he's been busting that ass for years. Exactly, or like dude. And Russ, like the Russ thing I love about Russ is that he's an absolute dickbag, but it's actually hilarious because he backs it up. And he'll flaunt it around all he wants. He's been a beast lately, too. After Dude, shooting, like, know. the worst ever in his career, he's been a beast since the All-Star break. So he's been picking it up. So then you have, on the other side of the bracket, Denver, L.A., we talked about. They would play the winner right now of Houston, uh, Utah. Houston, Utah. Eh. And that was a good I, series, in quotes, when they played last year. I think it was. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did play last year. Was it 4-1 or 4-2? I can't remember. I think the I don't remember. The Jazz got at least a couple games, I believe. I don't remember, but um, I don't. I'm not really as intrigued by this Jazz team as I was last year. I feel like the Jazz team this year took a step back because I think I personally thought the Jazz are going to be a top four team in the West, and then they just I don't know if it was because they were injured most of the time. Like Starts so slow, dude. Yeah, they started hella slow. But, they also had the hardest schedule in the league, though, I know, through like the first half of the season. To so. be fair, um, sort of the Rockets start slower than some guy that has a beard decided to kick some ass. So <laughs> I'll just leave that out there. But um, I think uh, it's interesting, though, to watch in the playoffs. Because um, if they uh, – I mean, they beat the Houston team. They wouldn't see the Warriors till the the championship – or the yeah, the Western Conference Finals. So uh, I think – Defense travels, you know, defense is... Oh, it always um, will. Yeah, 100%. You know, ramped up in the playoffs. We talked about this a little bit good last coaching, week. But... Good coaching travels, if that's even a statement or like a thing. Utah just does... They do weird shit, too. Like, they'll randomly play super big where they have, like, favors, Gobert, like, Jay Crowder at, like, the two, Donovan Mitchell, who's a huge... He's a point guard, guard at point that guard, point, yeah. 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 And this is weird. I mean, if you just look at that team, they have so many good defenders. Um you know, I think obviously it'd be hard for him to keep up with Harden in like a shootout, but I think with Gobert protecting the rim, he matches up well with Capella. And they just have a lot of guys that could throw it Harden. So it would be a good series. Yeah, definitely. And series, I, I don't know, man, if they match man, up the dude, Warriors. That's all I'm it comes down you, to. <laughs> I'm telling you. So if we're gonna go further down the line, so Portland is at what, seventy five to one? Then this next yeah. <laughs> team is actually laughable at the fact that it's still even listed that high. The fact the Lakers are one fifty to one 
and they, in my opinion, are clearly not trying to make the playoffs at this point, that's an absolute kick to the balls to the Spurs, <laughs> the Pacers, the Kings, who are almost an eight seed. They have better the odds Nets. than the Pacers. That's a joke. It, the Lakers aren't going to make the playoffs. Exactly. <laughs> and then, like, it keeps going. There's, like, there's still, what, six playoff teams below them? Seven? Yeah, oh, my hmm. God, dude. That's, that's, that's disrespect. That's bad. It and it's well, all because LeBron. Of course it is. It's like win out to even make the playoffs at That's this a point. win out with Ingram and Lonzo not playing at all. Yeah, good luck. No thanks. Should we talk about our, our Lakers now? Is this a good segue? Yeah, it's a Lakers? good segue into uh, the Lakers, I think. What do you think? <laughs> I mean what else can we clean up about this championship talk? I don't I don't think there really is much to talk about because I think okay. the bottom half of those teams are all teams that are in good spots for next year, but they gotta figure some things out. Like the Wizards, I don't. There's not much to talk about with them other than Brad Beal kicking ass. But okay, nice that you guys are going to finish outside the playoffs. And okay, moving forward. Um, hey, I have I have one question though. Yeah. You have one. You have to pick one of these teams. I'm going to list to play the Warriors. Who do you think has the best odds? So say you have to throw money down on one of these teams okay. in a series versus the Warriors. Not saying they're going to win, but who has the best chance? Yeah. Bucks, Raptors, Rockets, or Thunder? Of beating the Warriors, Raptors. Beating, okay. Hundred percent. That's my pick. Yeah. What do you like about the, the Raptors? Um, their team as a whole. I'm saying from like one to five, and then their first like three guys off the bench is excuse my French, fucking terrifying, and <laughs> I think. It's really tough for me to just kind of say one game told me something. But it was that game. It was the same night. I was watching this at my buddy Adam's place. It was the same night where it was the Dallas against the Saints on, I think, Thursday Night Football. Then it was Golden State at Toronto. Kevin Durant had 50-something points. It went into overtime. Kevin Durant was splashing on the Raptors. And then Kawhi and the rest of that team were playing the most beautiful basketball I've ever seen. And every person on their team is contributing. And I absolutely love Fred Van Vliet, for one. That's not only not because he just shoots threes. It's because I think his game's very sound. And personally, if there was a way that in a perfect world, a point guard of his stature could come to the Timberwolves, my God, please, I would love you. But that's not going to happen. But getting back to the point at hand, um, as we've said or stated before, Baby Giannis, aka Pascal Siakam, Spicy P, very, very <laughs> Spicy P. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I there's not really much else that I need to say about him other than I'm very excited to see what he's going to become, because a part of me feels like it's going to be one of those things where. They're going to have to either move. I mean, well, if Kawhi leaves, he's going to be playing all of Kawhi's minutes next year, no? Yeah. So think about that. Like, it's a that's, beast. that's how good that team is, dude. And I, I found, think that. I found these games. Oh, uh, so Raptors, Raptors played the Warriors twice this year, and I like your pick, man. Raptors won them both. Yeah. So this game, you're talking about, you got a good memory. Um, Ninth, the Raptors won 131, 128 in overtime. Kevin yep. Durant had 51. Yep, call that bitch. <laughs> Clay had – it doesn't. It looks like Steph didn't play. He didn't. No, that was the game he yeah. sat out. That was when it was the beginning of the year and he wasn't playing. That's right. And then 
Spicy P on the other side had 26, and Kawhi had 37, uh, Abaka 20, Lowry 10, Danny Green 13. Yeah, and Abaka's X Factor in all of this because one, he played great when he was with OKC with them against Golden State, and two, um, I generally love a big like him that one, still can play defense, two, can stretch the floor, and he's not a liability in crunch time. If you can go on the floor and you can make a shot at any point of the time, it's like the last second where if I'm drawing up a play, I want to be able to have five guys that are able to make a shot within whatever your time constraints are at the end of the game. If you cannot shoot, I don't want you in the game. But they have like seven guys, dude. They have seven dudes on their team that are fucking money. And it's crazy. Like in the part with that is that I don't remember the last team that generally I'm that excited about in terms of an Eastern Conference team, at least. Because the Cavs didn't have that. I don't think they did. Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Bucks. Yeah, I know. It's it's. I'm still – it's the same thing with me what it is with the Nuggets, like I already said. I think that they're one year off. I don't know what it yeah. is. I feel like they're one year off. I mean, with the Raptors, I think the only thing – I think the Bucks have – a better top eight players than the Raptors. It's close, but I think they just yeah, barely. Yeah, it's a toss-up. But, but the thing is, the Raptors have a Finals MVP, Kawhi, Danny Green, who's multi-champion, and then yeah. I you can't sleep on the addition of uh, Mark Gasol, dude. Yeah, experience, dude. That's what I'm saying about not being ready. Experience. They have it. That's why I'm take. I'm standing by my pick. I do. I like it. I like it more, and I hate to turn my bucks. That's why I'm not going to. I'm making bold predictions here. Bucks make the finals against the Warriors. They're winning it in yeah, seven. You fucking put that shit on your Snapchat last night. I was like, this guy is feeling himself a little bit, a little too much, but it's okay. I understand the pick. It's not this by no means that outrageous. I think that people are looking at the Bucks now and are thinking, wow, they kind of seem a little bit ahead of schedule a little bit. Yeah, and they are. <laughs> like, that's, that's what it is. And, so. yeah, man, I think – Back to what we were trying to move on to. Um, let's talk about the Lakers because we talked about this a little bit in depth and we tweeted out the idea of a mailbag. And we got some some spicy questions from uh, one of your boys, Jalen, who just kind of wanted to know or like to kind of get our opinion on the front office and what's moving forward with Luke Walton, if he's going to be – on the you know the podium in terms of who's to blame or is it going to be more on LeBron or Mitch Kupchak or who's it going to be on? And I'll let you take this one because I already kind of have elaborated on this before, but I'll let you take the reins on this. So, yeah, he said, uh, Jalen said, I'd like to hear some stuff on the front office of the Lakers and Luke Walton, and if the blame for this season is going to be put on him or LeBron or the GM. And – I think the blame can be um, – I think that LeBron and the players have been thrown some kind of – this, like injuries have actually ravaged this team. Like, And LeBron, you know, missed or something for the first time in his career. So we can't really, you know, just brush that aside. That is, you know, 40 wins instead of 30 right now, I think, if LeBron doesn't miss time and if some of these other guys don't miss time. But I think the most blame should be put on the GM. It has to be. It has to be. 
people knew this offseason, like basketball minds were like, what the hell are they doing putting this team together? Like they just got a random collection of guys who can't shoot and just like said, yeah, let's, let's roll with it. We have LeBron, like it'll be fine. And no, then at the deadline, they go and, you know, try to like fix it and trade for some shooting and it's just too late. Yeah, I the thing about the I think the deadline is like the like the absolute moment where in my mind it has to be the GM. And the problem with what they did was so I think to an extent you should always listen to what your franchise cornerstone player has to say because one, it's LeBron fucking James and two, um it's LeBron James. So you don't want to upset him or unnerve him in any way because if you lose him, you're going to look like absolute morons. And I think they gave him too much power, for one. And two, the fact that all of this was very public and very kind of uh, kind of shady, if you ask me, um, that's going to always destroy your locker room. Like, if I'm Lonzo... Kuzma, you know, Josh Hart, Ingram, whoever it may be. If I go to like work the next day and I'm looking at this guy who's my teammate who pretty much publicly said, this guy sucks ass. I want to get someone who's <laughs> way better and I'm trying to win because clearly I can't do this with these guys. That That's like the ultimate kick to the balls. And the worst part of all of it is that I think LeBron generally wasn't hiding from it at all. So it's kind of like, man, this is this is gross. And then even like, yeah. think about it the other night. I don't give a shit what anyone says. The fact that Rondo sat across from his team and didn't even sit on the bench with them. I've never seen that happen ever in an NBA game. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I haven't either. And apparently he's done it a bunch this year, so I that's, don't really know. But that's a joke. And I think that the thing that's in, I think, I don't know if I talked about this last time, but think about all the times where if something goes wrong, like on a Cavs team or on the Miami Heat teams, whose fault is it? Is it LeBron's or is it the people behind him? I mean, he's notorious for, you know, being a leader and saying, you know, this one's on me and stuff. But... What is the general media? What do you think the general media usually takes it as do you think they say that lebron couldn't perform or they say that the team couldn't oh, perform? Yeah. that he didn't have enough help obviously. yeah that's and that's the thing is that i just i'm just not a fan of that so that's the thing is that so think of david blatt think of tyron Lu. it's always the same narrative even with spolstra think about spolstra right when they started that's everyone, true, dude i was everyone a thought, People hated him they everyone hated him Yep. And now, and now he's, he's a, like a Hall of great coach. coach. <laughs> yeah. He's a fucking yeah, he's... great coach. He always was. It's just that the fact that LeBron didn't see eye to eye. There's, Dude, there's been so – you could make a 10-minute montage of him yelling at his coaches on the sideline or trying to coach. We've all seen it. And I love LeBron as the next person, but someone's – he's got to be put at blame. Like there's no if and ors or buts about this because I don't know – I really hope he had no say in choosing to sign KCP, JaVale McGee, and these fucking idiots because on one hand, yes, you get a very big, large amount of cap for next year because you're giving all these guys one-year deals, but you're not like clearly as you – I mean, outside of him being 
injured, which is unfortunate. I don't know how this team was going to be a top four team unless LeBron was God mode, which to be fair, he's been playing really good recently, but dude, there's no, he would have to be like even better in his last year, season 15. Dude, he would have to like, be like his best Giannis level. Be even better than that. Yeah. Crazy. Did you see, um, I think it was like last weekend, early this week, uh, Someone asked Jeannie Buss, um, you know, what's the biggest problem with this Lakers team? Did you, did you see what she said? I did not. It's the media and the fake news. The media and the <laughs> fake news. Wow. Let me tell you, as a uh, mass media student or a graduate, um, the term fake news is not real. Uh, so I'm just going to leave it at that. But that's ridiculous that she actually said that term fake news is just like a cop out like oh a thousand percent meaning meaningless answer to begin with but no the media is not the biggest problem you uh, trying to trade your entire fucking team is probably the problem and then the media finding out about it and reporting it is you know that's their job it's not the media they didn't uh, they're uh, paid to get news to get clicks on their sites and to get people watching their stations that's their job yeah she tried to trade the whole team. That's her fault, not the media's thousand fault. Percent. Like, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I think in terms of kind of the bigger picture of the question that was asked is I think the easy answer is it's the first – the blind eye is going to say, okay, they had a bad record. That means they had a bad coach. That's step one, in my opinion. If you're looking like just base level NBA fan, who's going to get the blame, this, that, and the third, it's going to be Luke Walton. There's no – no question about it. I think that is at least. And then yeah. LeBron's kind of unfortunate, but LeBron's going to be untouchable. And plus, there's the he was injured excuse. So or card, I guess, would be the better way of saying it. And then I don't think I don't think Kupchak's going to get blamed really enough. I don't because th- I think that everyone thinks that he has this master plan, which he has ready to go for next year, but. I don't what how do you how do you get AD after everything you tried giving up and nothing's come of it? Uh, it just makes this next see even more interesting. If they I think if they don't, did you see that there was a report that they sh- or no, it wasn't a report. It was someone on like ESPN, I don't remember who, but they said that the Lakers should be open to anything including trading LeBron. Interesting. It's so stupid. But then I thought about it a little bit. Like, what if they don't get anyone? Like, they don't get AD. They don't get Clay Thompson. They don't get anyone. I think Trading that. LeBron. I. I mean, yeah. Go back to square one. Um. I just. I mean, cause think about it. it wasn't I don't. We'll have to look that up. But the Lakers were playing really good at the end of the year last year, when everyone was playing. I mean, define really good, but they were probably above what their expectations were with that young core of mostly rookies. Yeah, they were good. And, you know, they let uh, Julius Randle walk. They let D'Angelo Russell walk. And now they have this just weird roster with injured young guys and LeBron. And, I mean, I, I think if they can't land another star in – LeBron and his, you know, twilight of his of his prime here. I think they should at least the idea of seeing what they can oh, get for. Oh, I think the crazy. door should always be open at that point, especially when you essentially wasted a year of LeBron and 
you're not getting the return you wanted, I'd be thinking some team is going to send an absolute haul and you could really go back to square one. Uh, oh, I want to talk about the injuries to these guys. So, I mean, Lonzo hasn't been able to stay on the court since he even... But what what about this uh, Brandon Ingram? Yeah, what is it? What does he have in his elbow or his arm or some shit? He has, it's, it's, I guess it, I can talk about this a little bit. This is my specialty. Yeah, I was gonna say you're the one that has a background, but I thought it honestly was <laughs> fake when I heard it. It said he has a DVT, a deep vein thrombosis, basically a blood clot in his right arm somewhere. Um, and so I don't really know how they found this, or you know, if he was having. Usually, you would have like pain or like discoloration or like stinging numbness or something like in your arm. But that is just a, such a weird thing for someone who is like active. And obviously he's probably working out every day, twice a day, probably eats super healthy with, you know, training and stuff is, but just super weird for like a healthy young male to have. So I'm telling you, dude, might be a fake injury. And that's not in any way relevant to the term fake news. So don't pull that shit on me and say it's equivalent because it's not. I'm saying that sounds like a fake ass injury just to not play and rest. And that's why Possible, LeBron, but dude, that's why I, LeBron's minutes are getting he's getting his numbers cut down or his minutes cut down. They are tanking. They are a thousand percent tanking. They should, but um, a very strange thing to put out there as a fake injury, just because. Like this, I think this potentially has ramifications for like the rest of his career. Like, if you remember that the Chris Bosch had reoccur- recurrent uh, blood clot yeah, problems, he had to and retired way earlier than he wanted to. That's right, man. So, I, yeah, I don't know if there's some underlying like crazy uh, vascular Brandon Ingram or, or what the deal is, but it's just something to watch, man. Like, you know, if. Recurrent blood clots is nothing to mess around with because you can have pulmonary embolism and it can it can be uh, life threatening potentially. So damn. Well, imagine if they got away with that trade at the deadline and then they just absolutely fleece the Pelicans <laughs> without even telling them that was going on. My God. But no, the Pelicans would rather fuck themselves too. So yeah, very true. And Dell Demps, former GM, man, what a guy! What an absolute unit. <laughs> That's right. All right, and we had another question. Do you want to talk about? I know we talked about Bucks and Raptors already, so maybe we should. Yeah, um, another I day. Think we can probably save it for another day because I think once I think we should intensify that question and kind of put a magnetoscope under it once it gets to that point. So I think we kind of yeah, I we agree. both kind of overall looked at at least I said most of the Toronto lineup and I think we all know about the Milwaukee lineup, but we'll, we'll get back to that. I think in a week or so that I think that'll be easier to do that. that way. So I think at least for me, do you want to, what do you want to focus on next? You want to go through home corner? Do you want to do zoned in, even though technically zoned in kind of is a home corner for us, at least for me, it is. Uh, Let's do it. So we're, our next segment is going to be hopefully a recurring segment. It's our uh, zoned out podcast zoned in award. So this is uh, an award to players that we think have just been killing it lately. So I'll let you give your piece first. Yes. um, To my listeners and everyone who is tuning into this, I would love for you to all um, say thank you to me and give me high praise for constantly not shutting the fuck up about this player, and I never will because 
He is, in my opinion, number one priority of this offseason for the Timberwolves, and that is the one and only Tyus Jones. You thought he was too small. You thought he couldn't shoot from three. Guess what? He still can't. Doesn't matter. I don't give a shit. (laughs) You thought he was undersized and couldn't play defense. But let me tell you, my friends, Tyus Jones in the NBA this year, this is a stat picked from the Timberwolves PR Twitter, which – I'm sure people have seen because, you know, could do a little bit more impressions in my opinion. But it says, and I quote, Tyus Jones has 145 assists and just 20 turnovers in his last 26 games. He leads the NBA in assist-to-turnover ratio at 6.42 to 1 and is second in steals-to-turnover ratio, 1.94 to 1. So from that, I can get that he is thriving and is not getting enough credit, in my opinion. And if we were to go over certain things, like we kind of both were looking over his post-All-Star kind of post-All-Star game numbers, and, yeah, you know, not shooting great from three. That's obviously not the best. But in basically ten games, he only has seven turnovers. He is shooting higher – or he's shooting above his average this year in the free – or. Field goal percentage, free throw percentage is basically even keeled out, and his total shooting percentage is higher even. So I, I'm just blown away at the fact that he just doesn't get enough credit. And, it, I mean, I guess it's, he's not a sexy player because he's not scoring, but that doesn't matter to me at all. I think that he just needs – once he's going to get his contract in the offseason, which I'm not really sure how much he's going to get paid, I could see him being like a – three-year kind of 30 million player but i don't really know dude i'm telling you dude i there's something with him that i don't think gets appreciated enough but i mean if i'm him who knows maybe he's a guy where he's like do i want to be the hometown guy and stay here and see where this thing goes or do i want to get money from a team in the east that's a good playoff team and go have fun yeah a hometown hometown discount Minnesota or no? Or I mean, you think, you who think knows? Three thirty million would be. Yeah, I I, I don't think he's going to get paid. Is that a thing? <laughs> Hometown discount? I don't know. You can. Does make anyone ever take that? I mean, if you want to just start saying random shit and claiming it as yours, go ahead. And I'm totally for it. Just I can't think of one example in us in sports where someone actually took a hometown discount. Well, Joe Maurer sure shit didn't. Let me tell you that uh, uh, he kind of bent us over for a long time with the Twins. So, um, Tyus Jones, I like the pick. I think that they should try to keep him around this summer. Contract is up this summer? Correct. Because they picked up his option this year. Turn the ball over, and I like what he does on defense, and he's he's just super quick. So, Yeah, and it's kind of odd because he still looks like a little baby on the court. But, uh, yeah, he's a man. He's a man's man. And moving <laughs> forward to the uh, – Next man's 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 man, man. let me let me just give you like a little like WWE hype up here. This man, let me tell you, outside of nearly almost crushing my entire life and dreams in one night, which we've already alluded to, already have said he's okay. But let me tell you, this guy, yeah, this guy is here to fucking stay. And you know what? To all the haters, including myself, who thought he was soft at the beginning of the year and was getting dominated by guys like Marcus All. And old dudes like Lamarcus Aldridge and this and that. Let me tell you, there's a new kid on the fucking block, and his name is Cat. 
Anthony Towns, man. Wait, so what was his injury officially listed as? It was, I don't know if it was officially listed as something. It was a knee sprain is what it was basically said. And then he played he, last night, right? Yeah, he played. And like the injury came at like eight, literally like 8.2 seconds in the fourth quarter. Oh, I see. But did he come back? No, he sat out. And then um, came today. We yeah, we got the news today. The same Timberwolves PR account tweeted out today. Carl Anthony Towns is listed as questionable for tonight with a right knee injury. And Andrew Wiggins left quad contusion is also questionable. AKA fuck you Wiggins. So yep, you, you named him. He's my, he's my zoned in um, player award. So since all-star break towns is averaging uh measly 35 and 14 shooting 49% from three. Yeah. Say it, say it louder for the people in the back. 49% yeah. from three. And he's seven, <laughs> he's seven feet tall. Yeah, thank you. Take it's, it. I'll take it with some sauce. Thank you. Offensive rating is uh, one thirty-five, but still the T Wolves are I think three and four in those games. So there's yeah, that. But it's kind of that. Last factor, night, but no one's Last night he up. he was going for fifty for sure. Could've... I saw someone like tweeted before the game like interesting stat like what Wizards have no real like big men like their only fucking center right now is Thomas Bobby Bryant. Portis. Well, yeah, that <laughs> or Thomas, Thomas, yeah. yeah, Thomas Bryant who. Apparently is a cornerstone player now. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, let's calm down. The wizard, the wizards are a very below average team. Let's let's simmer those talks. But yeah, he's ended up with forty and sixteen. We talked about his injury and stuff. But yeah, man, Towns has been an animal. I think you and I um, should be feeling pretty good all the time these days because we potentially our franchises have the. Uh, Top two young players to own to top two young players to have on your squad, you know, if you were starting a franchise with. So, uh, yeah, that, Giannis has been killing it too. So, he'll just be my little reference here. Well, baby, Giannis. Yeah, yeah. No, and the thing with Cat too that's great is that he, I think he's starting to really understand that he knows what buckets he can get. And he's starting to really, his, it's starting to kind of piss me off, but I'm okay with it a little bit. He get, Whenever he gets doubled, he loves to just kind of palm the ball and move it around like he's playing keep away. And then I'll just chuck <laughs> it, and it's very annoying because he's trying to be flashy. But I don't know. I think that he he's starting to slowly realize that it's his – I mean, obviously it has been his team, but I think that he really – he, he is, dude, and he's embracing it more than ever. He does, it, he does not get to the free throw line. His whistle is terrible. If he got to the free throw line a little oh, more, dude, he like, gets ew, smacked. Scary. Yeah. Smacked. It's same with Giannis, dude. This whistle's terrible. Like just because they're not James Harden and like flopping around and doing this and that dumb shit. Like I don't know. More respect to the big man. That's what I want in terms of whistle. Yeah, and it's tough because it's not an old man's game. That's that's the problem. It's all about shooting it's threes just, and fucking it is. chucking shots from half court way of like keeping the game kind of small and playing from the outside like if, if there's a smaller guy on a bigger player like say towns is like posting up you know some smaller dude they just don't call fouls and these small dudes like hack the shit out of them and they just don't call it you know they just they're like he's bigger I'm not gonna call this one so i don't know it's just you see it in every nba game if you watch yeah it's true true indeed and hey, what i think th- you know i think there's not really much to say about home corner because I think the only thing I could say about home corner for me, at least with the Wolves, is 
you know, I we talked about it last week where I don't really know if I want the Wolves to go for the playoffs, which I don't – truthfully, I don't think it's worth it at this point. And moving forward, I just am kind of – just at this point I'm thinking just rest the guys. Kata Bates-Diop has been playing, thankfully. He's been getting minutes finally. And he's he just looks sound. I don't really know what to expect out of him next year. Cause that, Started last night, right? He did, yeah. And he – you know, the thing that's weird with him is that I don't really know – What's what's his potential? You know what I mean? Because I don't think he he could never start an NBA team. I don't think he could, and he could be a great guy off the bench. But is that is that it? You know what I mean? Like I don't because with me with a Kogi, I can clearly say that I fully envision him starting, and I would love to see him get more minutes. But that weighs on what they think of Wiggins. So because assuming I'd I'd start Roko obviously, but. I mean, you can't you can't put Wiggins on the bench with that contract, but I don't. It's it's tough, to say the least. So I I mean that's probably all I could really think of a home corner. It's another question too is you know what's the coaching situation going to be, and who knows you know are we going to be looking are we going to be wanting to keep Ryan Saunders around or are we going to be looking around for more experienced coaches? I mean, can we find a coach bud that you guys have? It's tough. A lot of questions. We, I keep saying this with the wolves. But no, just it literally is though. It's the same thing every week. We can. It could be. We could not talk about the wolves or the NBA for a month and a half, two months, whatever it may be, throughout the whole year. And it's always going to be. There's a lot of questions because there always will be. And it's just. It sucks to say the least. But that's the thing you gotta yeah. love is that I love this team more than any other team in Minnesota and wouldn't trade it for the world. But the problem is. We still have an owner who is the mayor of Whoville from Dr. Seuss. We it just, it, there's no clear direction. Like, what's the goal? So we can make the playoffs. Okay. But what's, are we just playing for salary bonuses or what's what? I don't really know what their goal is. They don't, there's not like a driven thing, like a motivation behind it. I don't know. It's probably me rambling, but it just feels odd. Um, I guess I'll do a quick, quick home corner section. I don't have a lot to say though, but you know, are you gonna my, talk about that Bucks Phoenix loss you took? Um, that was like it, a but... huge amount of media attention just because they the Suns <laughs> beat the fucking Bucks. That was the first time the Bucks lost back to back games this year, and yes, they lost to Phoenix, and that is they terrifying. lost to Phoenix. Year. I did not Phoenix know that. Phoenix is the only the only team they lost to twice this year is Phoenix so far. So that happened to the Wolves last year. So don't worry about that. But I'm not really worried. It was end of a five game road streak. They were a little shorthanded, and uh, I think like Chris Middleton, uh, Bledsoe, Brogdon, and Miritich combined to be like 12 of 53 or something just disgusting that game. <laughs> so I'm yeah yeah. Yeah, another pick stat to interrupt you quickly. Um, Jeff Teague was one of 13 last night, so I'll just leave that there and we'll continue on. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> that's, that's that's a shame. Fuck Jack um, <laughs> The Bucks though, first team 50 wins last uh, last night, and they've got another game against San Antonio tonight. I'm going to uh, go watch here in a little bit. Um, oh, good surprise. Dante DiVincenzo played last night and played pretty well. Yeah, I was going to say, white he, that was, when was the last time he played prior to that? Um, December 1st, I think. My he, God. Played, he played the game. He played the game before that, but uh, and played like a few minutes. But yeah, then it was December first. So, damn. 
he does a lot of things on the court. He's running all over the place, diving after loose balls and like grabbing people and just doing weird shit. But if he can shoot threes too, like he could be very useful player. So kind of excited about him, but I don't really think he'll play moving forward. That much. Yeah. It's one of those like, Oh, good to be back. You know, this and the third, but who knows? Cause dude, who knows what he could be. He's a, he's a great player. You saw that Villanova. He was playing fantastic. He got drafted because he was shooting that well. Simple as that. Uh, he basically got drafted because he went bonkers, laser beams from three pointer in that laser game. beams and then... <laughs> from the fucking top of the fucking sky. Yes. Yeah, and He's then just went from uh, is this guy going to get drafted to just yeah hey bucks we'll first, take round. first round yeah. hell yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah man I don't have a lot to add maybe we can get out of here and have a. Pod. I know you and I can go for an hour pretty easily. <laughs> oh yeah, we can keep going. We'll, we'll we'll keep it shorter than usual. And uh, yeah, to the listeners that don't know, we're uh, going to be partaking in a little bit of an event this weekend. We're going to be going to see the Bucks versus Sixers in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, man, dude, I'm quite excited to see the uh, new arena, and I'm also dude. very excited to see the most god, just terrifyingly, ridiculously talented athlete that is uh, Giannis. I'm a legitimate deer. Answer Coop up. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. Maybe we can do like a maybe pod before that. Maybe one more. Oh, but, um, Even or, if we did, it'd be a drunk pod and it'd be probably high quality no, not, garbage content. Not there. Not not doing a pod there. I'm saying <laughs> like the preview of the game, but maybe what would be better if we did a pod after the game and kind of talked about like what oh, the arena is like, what the, who, what we saw. Because, you know, Bucks Sixers is going to be a good matchup. There's like eight all star caliber a players. Game. In that it's game. a day game too, which gets me even more interested. Personally, I like so I like day games. Two thirty, it's gonna be fun. It is indeed. Well, I guess uh, that probably wraps it up. So, as usual, uh, thank you all to who is listening, and we will see you next week.